0: give you wisdom to live this life father we ask that you visit us again this morning may the power that is inherent in your word may that power be released this morning as I speak oh God may I be just a vessel carrying your word to your people father we call this done in Jesus name amen And if you have your Bibles, can you lift it up as we make our declaration of faith? Say, this is my Bible. It is the word of God. I will go where it says I can go. I will become what it says I can become. I will achieve what it says I can achieve. Now slap your chest and say, I am a believer. Amen. Shall we take our seats? Today I have quite a few scriptures to read. I forgot my glasses. I have quite a few scriptures to read, so I can't let you stand. Let's go to Genesis 41 and verses 33 to 36. I'm doing Luke 16 verses 1 to 8. And then 1 Corinthians 14 verses 14 and 15. I'll start from Genesis 41. And verse 33 to 36. Now, therefore, let Pharaoh select a discerning and wise man and set him over the land of Egypt. Let Pharaoh do this and let him appoint officers over the land to collect one fifth of the produce of the land of Egypt in the seven plentiful years. And let them gather all the food of those good years that are coming and store up grain under the authority of Pharaoh and let them keep food in the cities. Then that food shall be as a reserve for the land for the seven years of farming, which shall be in the land of Egypt, that the land may not perish during the farming. Now let's go to Luke, the gospel according to St. Luke. And I'm doing chapter 16 from verses 1 to 8 and it was one of the parables of jesus the parable of the unjust steward and i read he said he also said to his disciples there was a certain rich man who had a steward and an accusation was brought to him that this man was wasting his goods so he called him and said to him what is this i hear about you Give an account of your stewardship, for you can no longer be a steward. Then the steward said within himself, What shall I do? He strategized. For my master is taking the stewardship away from me. I cannot dig. I am ashamed to beg. I have resolved and planned and strategized what to do, that when I am put out of the stewardship, they may receive me into their houses. So he called every one of his master's debtors to him and said to the first, How much do you owe my master? And he said, A hundred measures of oil. So he said to him, Take your bill and sit down quickly and write fifty instead of hundred. Then he said to another, How much do you owe? So he said, A hundred measures of wheat. And he said to him, take your bill and write 80. So the master commended the unjust steward because he had dealt shrewdly. For the sons of this world are more shrewd or smarter in their generation than the sons of light, than you and I. How sad. Now let's go to 1 Corinthians 14 verses 14 and 15, First Corinthians. And it's a subject when there was a discussion on tongues and Paul was teaching there. But I want to pick something that is instructive for this morning, verses 14 and 15 of chapter 14 of 1 Corinthians. And I read, For if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. What is the conclusion then? I will pray with my spirit. And I will also pray with the understanding. I want you to underline, I will also pray with the understanding. The title of my message this morning is The Power of Strategy. The Power of Strategy. And... At the risk of being branded carnal this morning, I pray that you would open up your spirits. I know you are all very creepy and luxurious and you have come to understand that man is first a spirit and we are in a soul and we just have a body and therefore we are spirit beings on earth. I know you all know that you are very good Bible students, but this morning I want us to shift focus a little um, because I believe God is not just the almighty. He's not just the creator. He's not just the the sustainer. He's not just the healer. One of the attributes of God, I believe, is that he's a master strategist. When we talk about strategy, what we mean is that you intentionally uh, putting plans, preparing, projecting into the future, bringing to pass a vision or idea that you have. So you envision something in your mind or God gives you an idea or you come into some idea. The next phase is you don't just jump and implement the idea. Um, every good business person, you will sit down. Now have a strategy, strategy. You, you will draw up a strategy to bring your idea, which is at this point in your mind, into reality. That's why I'm saying God is a master strategist. And it's not haphazard. When you are doing a strategy, what you will do is that you will look at everything that you have. You will sit down, consider your resources. The Bible says that if a man is going to build, he doesn't just get up and build. He will first count the cost. He will look at his materials that are available lest you start the project and get stuck in the middle. So the, the, the strategist will sit down. Look at the resources they have. Look at the limitations they have. Look at their strengths. Assess the environment. Pro- project things into the future. Seek knowledge. Apply it to the idea that he has. Position it in a way that when he starts to implement the idea, it's according to plan. It's according to strategy. You see, God is also a master tra- strategist because when he created us as Apart from the animals, he gave us something that distinguishes us and allows us to become a strategist like himself. He put something very beautiful, a a massive machine, just something we can't even comprehend. I was trying to, everybody knows I love neuroscience. I like to listen to a, a lot of things about neuroscience. It fascinates me the power of the brain, how the brain functions. So, I'm always watching documentaries and videos on that. And and when they describe the capacity and and what the brain can do, you'll be amazed. Billions of of neural cells in our mind. It's so complex that It controls everything that we do. The the brain has capacity to store everything that you have been from your childhood up until now. I can raise a song right now that you sang when you were in nursery school. And within a minute, you can begin to sing that song. It just comes back to your memory. That's how powerful the brain is. The brain doesn't stop growing. There's something they call neuroplasticity. What what it means is that the the brain has the capacity to enlarge and to grow to fit any condition under which it is put. So, uh, the more you exercise the brain, the more you think with the brain, the more you you push the brain to go outside of its limits, the brain grows to accommodate that which you are planning to do. How sad that as believers we get to a point and a stage in our walk with God... Where our salvation, our spirit man, takes the place of our brains, our beautiful, capacity filled brains. And immediately you begin to use that beautiful machine that God has given you, you are branded canal. One of the, the laziest statements a believer can make I'm waiting on the Lord. Oh, It's it's, it's a li- oh, we are waiting on the lord oh i'm praying and seeking the face of god and trust me i pray and i seek the face of god all the time but i know and god has taught me that after i have sought his face after he has heard me because my bible says that when the righteous man prays the ears of the lord are attentive to the cry of the righteous that even before we speak God has heard us he has already made provision for us that is why his name is Jehovah Jireh the God who goes ahead of you and makes provision even before you think about it so immediately I start to pray and I say I am seeking the face of God trust me God has already heard and answered then as children of God we go to sleep ye che meaning. Oh sister, why are you not starting that business? Oh, yeah, I'm waiting. God won't come and do anything because, as a master strategist, He created us and put this capacity in our minds that as soon as we are done seeking His face and he says this is the direction that you should go the next stage is that you move into strategy and that strategy requires that you sit as a child of god and think and plan and set And begin to exercise that mind of yours, that beautiful mind that God has placed inside of your head. Jesus said to the the, the, the people, I am not saying what this steward has done is good. But this steward has exercised his brain enough that he knows what is about to happen. He knows that when he goes out of a job, he's going to go hungry. And he explained it. He says, I'm too weak to, to dig. I'm sure he was an old man. Where I am right now at 65 or 70, I can't dig. So I can't work. Effectively, that's what he's saying. I'm too ashamed to beg. So I can't become a beggar. That was him sitting and analyzing his deficiencies and what he didn't have, his weak points. And, and then he moved on to strategize to say, okay, if, if I am going to get to a stage where I will be fired anyway, then let me plan. Let, let me go to the people that owe my master. Be, because a strategy near dinner, we are saying. If as a child of God you lack capacity to strategize, then, beloved, hear me. You will remain at the vision stage for a very long time, and you will be waiting on the lord until the second coming of christ and your life will not change why because the sons of darkness are strategizing in their wicked ways and the sons of light who should know better are sitting with folded arms and waiting on the lord they that wait on the lord shall renew their strength after the strength has been renewed what do you do with the strength do you require strength for just strength stick strategy is important in every area of your life i hope i'm able to finish today if i don't finish uh, and over the next few days i'm going to just be looking at the gaps the missing gaps between our faith our spirituality and our well-being in this life because if that doesn't happen then we will make it to heaven but our existence on earth will be very sad because we will make no impact Because we are failing to use that God-given capacity and machine that God has placed inside. The greatest gift any man can give you is the gift of knowledge and the gift of wisdom and the capacity to exercise that brain of yours to generate things. Everything that is now was an idea before. Any great business you see now was first an idea but somebody decided I'm going to move beyond the idea stage and I'm going to bring this vision to life and I'm going to strategize and I'm going to plan and, and then I move into execution. You need to strategize in every single area of your life. And, and I'll try and use buttress my points from places in the Bible so that you know it is not just a business school kind of delivery, but I am I am backing. <laughs> In the PhD, Dr. Jessica will tell you, when you are doing a PhD, you just can't say anything. You need to reference. And you need to tell us where you, why you say what you say. So, Dr. Jessica has been influencing me. I will try and reference. Dr. Jessica has been teaching me very well. <laughs> Strategy is required for financial breakthroughs and freedom. And I want you to understand this with the story of Joseph. You see, God had given Joseph the ability to explain Pharaoh's dream. It was a vision that God was, had given to Pharaoh. A, 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 a man who didn't even know God. But for the sake of the entire nation. And even for the sake of the nation of Israel. because But for what Egypt did, the nation of Israel too would have perished in the famine. So for the sake of God's people, God will even speak to a heathen. That's for another day. So God spoke to Pharaoh and gave Pharaoh a dream. In that dream, he saw a, a cornfield. And some of the corn were doing very well and some had withered, um, seven of them each. And so they called Joseph the interpreter of dreams from prison to come. And Joseph interpreted the dream. That was all he was required to do trust me. They didn't call him to come and give advice or to do anything. They They just called him to say, we know, we have heard that when you were in prison, you have the accuracy, the gift of interpreting dreams. Now, Pharaoh has had this dream. It was corn and some cows and the the big cows swallowed the the lean cows and all of that. And Pharaoh was very worried. So Pharaoh called, they brought in Joseph, this man. He dressed up, he came before Pharaoh and and said, oh yes, I I can interpret your dream. That is why you brought me here. God has given you a vision. And the vision means that there is going to be seven years of plenty. And then after the seven years of plenty, there's going to be seven years of famine. And, And so... I mean, that's what the dream means. That is where he should have left it at. But Joseph understood the principle of strategy. So he went ahead and said to Pharaoh, what I am going to advise, what you need to plan and think about at this point is this. When you get into the time of plenty, create storehouses, store the excess grain, so that in the time when there is none, you can use what you have stored. If you go home, read Genesis 47. At the end day, when he was placed in charge of the strategic direction, this man multiplied the grains to the point where everybody in the entire world at the time had to come to Egypt to buy grain. For seven years, he was building silos and building silos and building silos. And then the entire world at the time had to come to Egypt. And to buy grain. So there was a lot of money, wealth accumulation. He, he sold that to the point where the people had no money to give. So he w- moved into a second strategy. He said, okay, if you don't have money, then give me your land in exchange for the grain. So they said, "Ah, but what are we doing with land? At this point, we are about to die. So I'm sure not just Egypt. The entire world at the time, the land belonged to the, la- the people of Egypt. To the pharaoh because when you are coming to buy grain because you don't have money you bring your land they gave all the land the land was finished strategy phase three he said then now you have to be my servants so your very life you are they said ah, but we are going to we are going to die anyway without grain so if all you want is for us to be servants to you so this strategy went on and on to the point where they controlled all the land, they controlled all the people, and they were slaves to him. And then he said, okay, now that I have land and I have human beings, I will give you grain to plants. And when you plant, whenever there's, you, you crop, you bring me one-fifth and you take four faith. So the wealth continues to multiply. Now he didn't just have land, he didn't just have human beings He had human beings working and bringing him money even when he was asleep. I am here to share with you as a child of God. You need to have a strategy for your finances. In the time when God has blessed you, even with little, you you are eating fried rice and chicken when you don't have even 10 CDs in your bank account. What kind of strategy is that? You are <laughs> you are less <strategy-less. laughs> and, and plenty doesn't mean that you have a windfall. I hear sometimes people say, oh, when I get some big money, then I will put some in an account and invest some. The big money won't come. It will be little drops, little drops. And he who, ha- who understands what it means to take care of little, you think God is stupid, you can't take care of thousand, but you want a million. No. He's a master strategist. So God will release wealth into the hands of people that have capacity not just to save wealth but to grow their wealth. Don't be like that lazy man who took the talent and went to hide it in the ground and saying that oh I knew you were a hard master, so I didn't want to work with it. When you get money, then savings account, then you go and sleep. It is not enough. Savings account will pay you two percent. What do they pay now? Two percent, two point five. when will that thousand CDs become one million? investment you take risks you you strategize you you look through the economy you are looking at maybe if you were even taking that money to go and sell cocoa and then cut here by the roadside it will make you more money than the money sitting in a savings account earning you too but you are a lazy christian you prefer to wait on the lord and and sleep in your bed and and wish that the money or you are praying for a destiny helper why aren't you praying to be a destiny helper And God is even tired. You alone, you are always praying for destiny helper. Oh, will God, bring me my destiny helper. Bring me let my helpers arrive. Me are well, somebody's helper. But because you won't strategize and think and plan and invest, and you will buy wigs, you will buy shoes, you will buy dresses that you don't need to try and please people who don't care about you. What is that? Even the wig you are wearing, we don't we don't know the difference between Peruvian and uh, Moroccan and Bone Street and uh, Singaporean. Me, me even that my woman, I don't know the difference. So I don't know whether you bought it for five thousand. And you, unfortunately, you can't walk around with a price tag clipped to your... You know you know that thing when you buy something that is so expensive, and you are wishing that it was possible to just. Put the price tag on the shoe so that people will know it's shoe, and you cheap. You can't do that. So only you know how much you bought the shoe. A- according to people, it satisfies you, your, your soul. Satisfy your soul. <laughs> if, if you have money, lots of it, and you do that, it's fine. But you are renting somebody's house and you are buying a Jaguar. We okay. Okay. What is your financial strategy? What is your plan to get out of that poverty rat? You have none. So you sleep, wake up, come Sunday morning, listen to sermon, go back. And because this is free, you think it, is, it has no value. That's the sad part. When we preach from the pulpit, because we don't charge any money for it, people take it for granted. If I was organizing this at Kempinski, I would say the same thing and charge people and they would go and work with it. But believers, we need to wise up. Nothing is too small. The phone that you sit on and you keep buying data to go and watch people on Instagram who don't even know you. I, I, it doesn't make any sense. You spend three hours, buy data with the little money you have to go and look at people who, who don't know you. They are not even in Ghana. I, I, who says that? But you are using money and you are saying, I don't have any money to invest. I don't have, I'm waiting for the windfall. I'm waiting for when I, my destiny helper shows up. I'm waiting for when I get a, a good job and a, a, a huge amount of money. Then I can begin to say, please begin to be like Joseph. In the year when, or in the times and the seasons when there's little in your hand, the strategy should be that I am not eating all. For fasting, so that some days you are fasting, so that you can save all that money that would have been used for this and for that and, and save. Save the money build up an investment, so that in the time when it's a lean season, you can also begin to apply whatever you have saved. And let's be strategic as believers. Let's be strategic. Let's not just think that things will happen. Destiny helper, you've been waiting for Destiny helper since two thousand and one. Destiny helper hasn't arrived. It will be trying to double. Eh? You are your own destiny helper. (laughs) Serious. You are your, oh, God bless you, ma. You are your own destiny helper. Get up, think. That is why God gave us this beautiful brain. But but some people, you know some people, when they are planning evil, like those who do uh, uh, 419, the phone scams. The, the, how they will get you? You self, you shock. Sometimes you are asking us, so with all this wisdom and craftsmanship and, and knowledge, couldn't they have applied it to something positive? You have the same brain in your mind, in your head. God has equipped all of us. Some people choose not to exercise the brain they decide that I'm waiting for somebody. The help must be external to myself. And then the excuses begin to come. I don't have anybody to help me. I, I don't have money to, to start a business. Who says you need money to start a business? I don't have money to start a business. I didn't go to school. I don't know anybody. I don't know any friends. You will be like the man lying there for 38 years at the pool of Bethesda waiting with excuses. But you can also rise up and say that even with the little that I have, I am going to strategize. I am I'm going to talk to that man and see what he has. I am even willing to work for free so that doors will open for me because I have taken a step. Beloved, you need to strategize. The second area you need to strategize is partnerships and alignments. Partnerships and alignments. When you read, um, I think it's Joshua, Joshua 6 or Joshua 4, the Gibeonites. There, there's a tribe called the Gibeonites. They came to Joshua and, and they said to Joshua that we have heard how God gave you victory over I, over Jericho. And you know what they did. They, they, God had told and it's interesting that all the strategies are from the, the devil's side. All the plans, people who strategize plenty, you see, God had told the Israelites that don't go and do alliances with the hidden, with anybody in the land that I'm taking you. And the Gibeonites knew that. They knew that the, the Israelites were there to conquer and take the land. So they disguised themselves. They, they, they made their clothes, they tore their clothes up. They, they, I think it's Joshua 6. Somebody should, so that when you go, Joshua 7. Yeah, when you go home, you can read. They disguised themselves. Omuye to say people who were coming from far, dusty feet, uh, very tired look, their hair had grown. So they came, and, and so Joshua knew these people couldn't have just come from close to us. They are not part of the people we are going to conquer. So they came and said, oh, we are from a very far land strategy, far land, because they know if they come and say we are your neighbors, they will just kill them and take the land. said, we are coming from very, very far away and we have heard of what God did for you and how you are conquering everything in, in that comes your way. So we have come that you will make a treaty with us and because we don't live close we don't fall in the category that god has said you cannot align with so make this treaty with us um, so that we can be your partners we can connect because we know the grace of god over your life we know how god is fighting your battles, uh, beloved i don't know who you have partnerships and alliances with it is not everybody you tie your cloth to you need to be strategic you see somebody who is basking in the glory of God, in the grace of God. These people, they came and said, we want to align with you. We we know what God is doing. And and I think that the typical human beings, Joshua and his people were like, oh, Charlie, (laughs) God is doing great things with us. And people are even hearing and coming to do alliances with us. Oh, my goodness. You know, this is so cool. So they went ahead and signed the treaty with them. They agreed to the treaty. Only for them to realize the day after that these guys were neighbors. Now you can't go back on your word. You've already gone into a covenant, a treaty with them. They were very upset, but you can't do anything. You see, right after that, the Gibeonites were attacked. And because they had an alliance with Joshua and his people... Joshua and his people had to join them to go and fight for them. Strategic alliance. That is the battle where Joshua asked the son to stand still in the valley of the Gibeonites and the son stood still. They knew there was power on these people that if we can align and partner with them, then we are going to it's going to wrap off us. He says that show me your friends. That's and I will show you your character. You you see, it is not every group, everybody you want to align. It is not every camp you want to align with. You need to sit down. You look at your weaknesses. You don't align with people who have the same weaknesses as you. Because if a blind man leads a blind man, you know what happens? they all fall into a ditch so I know that I like to drink I am not going to look for a drinking friend because both of us will fall into a pit I, I know that I know that I am a man I, I like to spend money I am going to look for a woman who knows how to take care of money I'm not just looking at beauty and wig and they will come to the room take off the wig, take off the bottles take off the finger and you realize that there's nothing nothing But that is what you are looking at. Instead of being strategic in them, don't just marry, be strategic. And by strategic, I'm not saying just look at the current circumstance. You see that young man, you know that he's not there yet. But if you look at the way he is, the way he loves God, the way he's hardworking, the way he's just, he's bright, he's sharp. Or call law school. By all means, the way he's sharp, he'll get a good law firm. You see strategy strategy so your brother can we can we pray after church i want you to start praying with me life doesn't happen by chance would oh. Oh, you sit there and be thinking that oh you are holy you have seen holy sisters 10 50 and not get married holy holy you are going to heaven holy holy is a requisite for heaven Holy doesn't mean you get married. You are doubting me. Go and ask Naomi and Ruth. When Naomi realized that Ah Boaz is a catch. Papa duwe ni ba Apparently, when you read the the, 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 the writers, they're saying that he wasn't very handsome. No, onye fine man. No, onye fine man. Ba wakas. He was well respected. He was, he, was, he was doing well. He was single. Um, he, he could qualify as a kinsman, redeemer. You know, but there was supposed to be a kinsman, redeemer who was not a serious man. So if they went for that one, that one would have to marry Ruth. Um, onye, on, onye, like, on, on number society you know. Boaz was the real deal. So strategy had to come in. Naomi said, you know what, Ruth? Start going to Boaz's field. To go and collect uh, grains for us to eat <coughs> <laughs> and when you're filled, yeah, naomi didn't see any field but boaz's field he says ruth when you wake up go you know every go and be humble collect some of the things and bring to us to eat. make yourself visible make yourself visible christian women make yourself visible Make yourself visible. What about prayer meeting? There's no man here. You won't find that one here. The prayer meeting is good, but after that, make yourself visible, you know, and, and then I think when he was collecting a still name, because I said there were too many women there and Boaz wasn't seen. He says, we need to change strategy. You see, when the man is sleeping in the barn, go quietly, perfume yourself, wear something nice, and go and lie at his feet, any Strategy. Naomi, or Strategy. So Ruth did Ruth didn't complain. Sometimes when we are teaching you strategies, one know your Like I know this, I know that I know my rights. I know my you dare sit there. Then she went to lie at the feet of Boaz. And in the middle of the night, I said, Boaz, you Boaz was. Oh, I can't say what i stretching. And then his feet touched Ruth. And he said, Ah, who is this? Then Ruth was like, It's me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's me. It's me, Ruth. <laughs> he says, Ah, we've heard about you. I hear you are very hardworking and beautiful. And okay, so what can I do for you? Uh-huh. Then Ruth was like, oh, you have to come and see Naomi because uh, then they went to see Naomi. Then we had a plan with Boaz. It's a movie always. You have a plan with Boaz. And then Boaz was like, I'll go and talk to the, king, the person who has the rights and then tell them that I want to take over. The man was now, Vim has come. <laughs> then they went and then the, the thing was given to Boaz. And Boaz married Ruth. And they had who? Obed. And then, Obed had Jesse. Jesse had David. And, and, and Jesus was descended from the line of David. Strategy. Strategy. Every partnership, whether it's for marriage, it's for friendships, it's for with some of you aligned with wrong people. You have the wrong, the wrong people in your boat. You, you have the Jonas in your vessel. Jonah, or oh, a wrong person. He has his own problems. Then he comes into the vessel because of this man. The, 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 the goods had to be offloaded into the sea because they were drowning. Because of one man. And when he he has also gone to sleep under the vessel, wada. <laughs> Jonah, they <are> saying, <laughs> Too many Jonas in our lives. You, friendship is not by force. You don't choose your family. You choose your friends. So choose wisely. Align with people who are going somewhere, who will take you along with them. Don't don't join partnerships because they make you feel good. They they, they embrace your mediocrity. They they support your not doing nothing. They they, they are are what? Slay queens or whatever. And and it's nice. Please, strategize who becomes your friend. Strategize the partners you choose. Think about it. Go into the future. Look at your own weaknesses and find somebody who would add to you and make you strong. Look at your strengths and how it can help the other person. Look at what you have, what you don't have. How is the world changing? Today in this generation, you are looking for a wife who will be submissive, who will not talk back at you. So you want to go to the village and find a girl who hasn't gone to school. Yo! Then she comes, she doesn't understand that. You are talking about economy. She doesn't understand. She doesn't know what work to do. Then you start getting tired. Say so you wanted submission. You wanted somebody who will sweep and clean and cook. So that is what you get. Strategy. It's not strategic. You can pay for those services. But you can't pay for a woman who can plan with you and think with you and help you to grow. You can't pay for that. But you can pay for somebody to cook and to clean and to so sit, sit there and say, I want fresh food every day. So I want a woman who will sit at home and not work. And I say, Why? let me continue. Hmm. You see it all the time. And then because there's no strategy, problems start coming up. Pastors never break. Because every day there's an issue you have to resolve. Because there was no strategy to The relationship who tells you that you just fall in love? What is falling in love? That thing is it's 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 God put it there so that we can just attract each other. That mushy mushy feeling and butterflies, and after one year, it's gone. Ask Cookie <coughs> hey, when the, the challenges start coming, you you forget love. Oh, love now, love, you it's a verb, it's a verb. <laughs> there are real life issues that you have to contend with in the marriage. There are challenges that you could never have imagined. (laughs) You see, so you don't just go in and say, I'm in love. (laughs) So what does the girl do? Oh, she does nothing but love her. (laughs) So that she, uh, she like very, you know, accommodating and she talks, oh, and yes, she will manage love. Okay. Today, all my sermons are short, so I can't finish there Because what I really want to say, I can't say. <laughs> but you, you have to understand that everything in this world thrives on strategy. It's not manipulation. There's a big difference. When you are manipulative and you want everything, you are being selfish. No. You are looking at your own life. And you are seeing where you are going you know where God is taking you. God is calling you into ministry. And you want to go and get married to somebody who doesn't like going to church. What strategy is that? On equal yokes, you cannot be together. You, 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 you have to be strategic in the people you allow in your life. People who are taking, going with you. People who motivate you to be your best self. People who encourage you to take challenges and, and go for it and then move on. Not People who are always drawing you back. People who won't allow to excel, who allow you to excel. All, be strategic in your partnership. Don't just take sides. Because me am in the cold school. Old school mate. So even if she's wrong, I have to be in the side. Oh, I have to be NDC because my parents are NDC. My grandfather is NDC, but <laughs> number three strategic in your communication thank you sister strategic in your communication you see there's something in communication when you're, you're doing communication at top level there's something they call the, the Nathan kind of communication and the John the Baptist kind of communication two different things two different things they all had a message john the baptist had a good message fantastic message he was calling people to repentance nathan had a message he had to call david the king of israel back to repentance they they had different strategies for communication one of them got up left his place in the wilderness came into the city where is that herod You brood of vipers, you you Herod, you have taken your brother's wife. You are going to go to hell. Repent before God. Nathan also had a message. Nathan went to King David. He understood that his life was at risk. If you don't communicate well with a king, your life can be at risk. So he said, and he didn't even go direct. He went in parables. He went to David and said there was a man who had a lot of sheep. and, and, And there was this other man who had only one. And this one with plenty went for the one that had only one, and all the ninamsa, round and round and round and round and round, And then at the end of the day he said, "So what do we do to this one?" Then David said, "Ah, this man has to be killed. Why would you leave your ship and go for the one who has?" He said, but, chief, it's you." <laughs> Unfortunately, it's you I'm talking about. At that point, David was stuck. He had already decided what should be done to himself, you see. John the Baptist ended up with his head on a platter. He was from God. He had a message. No strategy for communication. I know you say things at a sis. By a foolishness. Some of us lose blessings because we don't know how to be strategic in our communication. Some of us think some people are fools. Oh, they are always with Pastor Buahima and they always say nice things to Pastor Buahima. Me, I come, I bootlick. I didn't want to say boot, but <laughs> let me use boots. They lick here and they always say So me, they don't do that. When I close from church, I'm gone. Like I, don't, I can't be seen to be doing that around people. They are human beings. Sit there. Communication. You, you, when you align with people, when, when you need people in your camp, when you need people to stand for you, when you need people to love you and respect you, how you communicate is important. I know I am wrong, but you don't see me in public and say, I ah, also for Ah, Is that the way to run a church? You get up and say, and you think I'll stand there and look at you. <laughs> no, I'll start. I won't keep quiet. <laughs> no. But the same thing, you could have come and said, "Oh, pastor, I like how you you treat everybody, and you are doing your best." But I know you are not perfect. There are things that can go wrong, and and this one, I think, it didn't go too well. Would you consider same message, strategy? Your boss is not doing what you want your boss to do because who nim Why are you union leader in the office? The union leader, you are the, the rebel leader. You are the one who leads other staff to go and agitate for higher salary and, and oh, this why you are not being treated. well. Let's go and see union chairman. The other way you who union. <laughs> Strategic communication. You can have a message. You can be from God. You can be on your right purpose and plan. But if you don't know how to strategically communicate, you are going to be in a, a difficulty. And as children of God, we need to learn this wisdom. Today, is a wisdom service. You need to take this wisdom. You can can be right. You can be the person in the right. But how you relay that information or how you stand for your right is as important as whatever you are trying to stand for. Let's be strategic in our country. Let's be like Nathan. Even when we have a message, we know our audience. We know what it's intended to do. We understand human egos. We understand what it means to get to somebody and to communicate and reach the person. And so we use biblical principles like Nathan did and get our message. Be strategic in your communication. Well, can I get another hallelujah? And I want us also to look at strategic choices the choices we make the battles we fight it's not every battle i think i've said that here over and over choose your battles strategically there are some battles you leave in the hands of god and i'll use jehoshaphat as my example jehoshaphat realized that the armies that were coming against him he stood no chance of winning so jehoshaphat didn't go gathering armies to say let's go and fight because the moabites the ammonites all of them had come together against jehoshaphat jehoshaphat said this battle i cannot fight it he turned to god and said god you are the warrior you are the mighty god you are Jehovah's about. Oh, also, you are the Lord of hosts. You have angelic armies behind you. This battle, let me stay back and fight this one. Why? God. And God took the battle and he routed the enemies. They started fighting against each other and killing themselves. Beloved, I'm here to tell you this morning that choose your battles wisely. That phone call you are making to that side chick, it won't help you. It will aggravate the matters at home. Don't choose that battle. You have a problem with your boss in the office. Sometimes it is not a battle you have to fight. Because you may end up without a job. And you will then come and pray and pray and pray and pray and pray. Because you choose a wrong battle. It's not everybody we fight. To. It's not. Sometimes your peace of mind is more important than you winning that battle. We know you have a case. We know you are right. We know you can go to court. But if you are like me and you've gone to court on one case for five years and there's no end in sight, lawyers will end up chopping your money. The little money you have, you'll be paying legal fees, filing documents eh, eh, to get one. Case that at the end of the day realize that the money you even get from the case is less than the money you spent and the time and the heart and the resources going to court choose your battles strategically some of them leave it in the hands of god bible says vengeance is of the lord Feed your enemies. Pray for them. Allow me to fight some of them. Some of the battles, too. you need to go up and, and have a conversation and fight that battle. in. A, yes, some of them have to be fought. I'm not saying leave every battle in the hands of God. Some of the battles, you need to call the person and say, my friend, where you are going is a slippery slope. Hey, my dear. It, could, it could have ended very badly. <laughs> I work with Eno all the time, so it's risky for me to be using those Worse in one row like that. But I did well. <laughs> eh, dangerous. And Lazio too, I keep conversing with him. Eh, risky. <laughs> but some of the battles you need to fight. Some of them you need to But You go to God and say, this is what I need to do. This is a conversation I need to have. This is something I legally I need to claim because it is my right and God has given it to me. God says, okay, go ahead. You go ahead. Some of it, God says, leave it in my hands. You get counsel from people. The person tells you, "As for this one. Don't send any text message. Don't send. Don't send. They go to their room. They hear one more thing. They are back. Type, send message. Then they spoil everything. When you get counsel, hear it. Because the person that may be giving you counsel may have gone down that route before and gotten bent and realized that there's no wisdom in sending text messages that you can't take back. Choose your battle. I'm talking to some people. I know they are looking at me very intensely, but those who like sending messages before they think, stop it. When you type, wait, put the phone down. The following morning, read the message again. Does it sound okay to you? If it doesn't, Ah Jennifer, I mean Shawati. If it doesn't, delete the message. Yeah, bro, message is here. I send it. You wish you could take it back, but too late. Let's be strategic. After all, if you are quiet, nothing will happen. But victory can come because you left it in the hands of God, or you allowed God to direct you. You are, you took good counsel. And, and worked as the person counseling you has given you. And I pray that that will be part of us as believers. Don't go into every battle. Don't fight every battle. Choose very carefully because they, they, they tag at your energy. They deplete your energy. Some of the things, you can get so angry that you are angry for nothing. You are just angry because you are angry. Because a person is stressing your life, especially when the person is having a lot of fun. And you are stewing because why is the person so happy when I want to kill the person? It's your problem. Is this a battle you fight? You are fighting with yourself. You are fighting alone. It's not sensible. (laughs) Finally, strategic positioning. Strategic positioning. Where you find yourself is very important. You need to be strategic. The church you go to, the people you align with, the places you visit. And Psalm 1 is my all favorite scripture. Blessed is the man that does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly, nor sits in the way of the scornful, nor stands in the way of sinners. He shall be or uh, blessed is the man who is planted. What's that mean? He shall be like a man planted by the rivers of. If you don't align and position with those people, you will be like a man planted by the river. Where you plant yourself is important. If you want to bear fruit, if you want to be like a tree that flourishes all through the year, then plant yourself in places where you get nourishment. Plant yourself position yourself in groups in, in, in people that are good. join associations that, that would enhance your growth and personal development. Choose where you go to choose who you align. Positioning is everything in this life if you choose to align with sinness and the scornful, and the, 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 then your life is going nowhere. But if you choose to dwell and abide in the place where you get fed spiritually, you get fed in your soul, you get fed physically, then beloved, you are going the next level because you are being strategic in the places that you are finding yourself. I pray that today has been instructful. I pray that you will live here thinking Because I've told you that your brain is the most elaborate machine you can ever imagine. If you go to YouTube, watch videos on neuroscience. It it will show you some of the things that we just say, but have scientific basis. Okay? And and you begin to to develop yourself, align with people, choose things wisely, listen to counsel, be strategic in everything everything that you do Be, 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 be so strategic that you don't just move out of your house because you have to move out of your house but you move because you are going to do something that fits into the strategy that you have for your life shall we stand as we pray strategically this morning and ask God to give us wisdom sometimes we come into his presence to be edified sometimes we come to be blessed Other times we come to be healed, but there are days that we come for wisdom. And today we came and we have heard from him. He says, if any man wants to be wise, he must first know God and love God and wants his word because his word is filled with wisdom. And you are praying this morning and you are saying that, Lord, sometimes I have been rushed. I, I have felt that things will just happen in my life. I have felt that I know don't need, it's too hard to think and plan and strategize. But, but I'm here this morning, I say, I'm saying that, Lord, give me that ability to sit back And assess every area of my life and plan and think my finances, my relationships, my, where you need counsel, Lord, lead me to a place and people that will give me the counsel that I need for the next level of my life. You are praying this morning and saying that, Lord, whatever has limited me from even planning my life. Some of us, our experiences have, have made us so laid back. We, we don't even want to think of the next step of our lives because it's too hard. Oh, we tried and we failed. So, what was the point? I mean, wh- why do I do this again, you know? But, but, but you are saying that, Lord, this morning, I have heard that I don't just choose things. I, do, I don't just make decisions anyhow. I need to have a plan and a strategy for my life. And I pray that this morning, oh God, you will give me that ability. You will equip me to be able to lift up your voice and pray. Lift up your voice and pray this morning. Father, thank you. Father, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Father, thank you. Father, we thank you. You are praying this morning. By saying that, Lord, I may have done some things that were not strategic. I, I chose some alliances and friendships that... They didn't benefit me. But this morning, I prayed, Our Lord, you will cause me to walk with wisdom. You want to pray this morning.